helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. to be all over the news. People claiming that the Constitution, the country, our very quote-unquote democracy is at stake. I guess in many ways they're right, but not the way they think. See, the politicians, pundits, and, well, talking heads all seem to claim that if Donald Trump wins the presidential election in 2024, it's the end of the world as we know it. However, a look at some recent headlines should make it obvious that the Constitution is at stake right here and right now. If we continue to place party politics above the supreme law of the land, the Constitution and all the rights it protects are already lost. Hello there, everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution Study, where we read and study the Constitution, teach the rising generation to be free. Glad you could join me today. You know, I, sometimes the irony is so thick, you could cut it with a knife. And that seems to be what's going on here. The people who have been hyping the destruction of the Constitution suddenly claiming if one man wins a presidency, well, just look at his history. He will destroy everything. He'll become a dictator and, and, and all that, while they completely ignore the dictatorial work that they've been doing. Take, for example, uh, this little ditty from uh, Ms. Nancy Pelosi. Talk about the future. They have placed jeopardy, our democracy in jeopardy. We have to make sure that it is saved and is strong, that our flag is still there with liberty and justice for all. Really? This from the lady who, when asked by a reporter where in the Constitution Congress had the authority to pass the Affordable Care Act, her response was, are you kidding? Are you kidding? And she claims that the, the quote, democracy is under attack. No, it's the Democratic Party that may be in trouble. But first of all, America is not a democracy. Second of all, it's the Constitution, lady. You swore an oath to fulfill it, to support it. Yet you claim that your political opponents are the ones that, that are, are uh, subverting the Constitution. Let's talk about what is at stake. When we talk about liberty, we talk about what is at risk. What is at risk? Yes, what is at risk? You talk about liberty. What about the deprivation of liberty under the excuse of COVID? The unconstitutional restrictions that were put in place, not just by Congress, but by the president. But yes, many and you and your party were more than willing to take away people's rights, to shut up people, that, you, that political opponents that disagree with you. How about that liberty, Ms. Pelosi? The Affordable Care Act. The former president already said that was his target. And that is important. People have to know when we talk about democracy being at stake, it's your freedom to have health care, to have, if you have pre-existing conditions, or not to have limits on the, uh, the care that you can receive. That, that list goes on and on about a woman's health in terms of her reproductive freedom. How about the Affordable Care Act, the completely unconstitutional and therefore void law that claimed the federal government had the authority to dictate not only that you carry insurance, but what that insurance must, must cover. The, the Affordable Care Act that's not only made care more affordable, but further destroyed our health system to the point where doctors nowadays, they don't practice medicine, not, not most of them. Seems most of the ones I see are more worried about, can they fill out the paperwork? Can they make the bureaucrats happy? 
You talk about a woman's right to choose. What about a baby's right to live? So let's not talk about them. Let's talk about what comes next. Let's give people hope. Okay, let's talk about a bit about what comes next. You know, let's look at the, a little bit of past, a little bit of our history, a little bit of our current history, and see if we can determine what comes next. What does America look like? What does the Constitution look like if we continue down this path? Not just the path we've been on for the last three years, but the, last, the path we've been on probably for the last 30 years. So I'm including both uh, Democrats or Republicans in this mess. How about this? Uh, Missouri is now considering a bill that would actually limit surveillance without a warrant. See, apparently right now, in at least in Missouri, um, government actors can use a drone to surveil you without a warrant. Now, State Representative um, Van Schakik, sorry, I'm mispronouncing your name, he's introduced House Bill 1609, and it claims to require, that it would require state and local law enforcement agencies to get a warrant before using a drone or other unmanned aircraft to gather evidence or other information pertaining to criminal conduct or conduct in violation of a statute or regulation. Um, I hate to tell you, Mr. Uh, Van Schiak, there is already a law against that. It's called the Constitution of the United States. And the Fourth Amendment reads, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated. See, it's already a federal crime to surveil without a warrant. We've just been convinced that by, you know, oh, well, lawyers said it was okay, judges say it was okay, but the Constitution doesn't say it was okay. The fact that Missouri has to pass a bill to actually enforce the Constitution it says a lot about the state of the Constitution in America right now, doesn't it? See, right now, the, the fusion centers that were set up under the Patriot Act and others that you know, were, were to share information mean we have now have drones and unmanned aerial vehicles that can collect, collect high-resolution video. Um, they, can, uh, do, uh, they can intercept phone calls. They can do GPS locating. They can get your license plate. They can determine if you're carrying a gun. They can even go so far in some of these to, to detect footprints and tire prints in, in, in the landscape. Some are even consider, uh, believed to be uh, equipped with facial recognition. And all these are out searching. Now, are they, are they searching for the commit, person who committed a crime? No, they're just searching. Do they have a warrant specifically stating the person to be the place to be searched and the and the uh, items to be seized? No, they just are out searching. A blatant violation of the Fourth Amendment, but uh, we'll just let it go because uh, we're all scared. We got scared and we're willing to turn. Just hand our rights right over here, go government. Take our rights. Just promise to keep us safe. You know, Franklin Benjamin Franklin warned us about that. He said, they who would give up essential liberty for temporary security deserve neither liberty or security. And that's where we are, folks. The Constitution, we're worried about the, the future of the Constitution. The Constitution is under attack for decades now. And we seem more worried about uh, uh, the, the uh, we'll call them the, the, the interesting peccadilloes of political, of political players rather than, oh, I don't know. Your right to be free. You see, when I, when I hear all these people clutching at their pearls, and oh my God, what happens if Orange Man gets into the White House again? 
paying no attention to the rights that were been, have been destroyed under this president, and yes, under Trump, and under Obama, and under Bush, and back and back and back. You don't have a, uh, the Fourth Amendment is an afterthought. Maybe if they, if the federal government wants to, maybe they'll, they'll abide by it. For the most part, they don't give a rip about the Fourth Amendment. And all these people wringing their hands and clutching their pearls about Trump getting the White House, they're not worried about democracy. Well, actually, they may be worried about democracy. But that's only because, as, as Lenin put it, Democracy is indispensable to socialism. That's right. You take the you you, you take an an objective standard out of the mix, and you can scare people into just about anything. We've seen it with COVID. We got people putting two and three masks on their faces. We have people putting untested drugs in their arms and in their families, in their children, in their little children all because they were scared. And she's worried about democracy. When the Democratic Party is about as anti-democratic as I can imagine. Remember, it's the Democratic Party that said, oh, well, you know what? We, we don't care that the people want Bernie Sanders to be the, the nominee in 2016 and 2020. The Democratic Party knows, better, knows best. Yeah, that's a real democracy for you. See, democracies are dangerous. Democracies ladies and gentlemen, are deadly. As James Madison put it in Federalist Papers 10, he says, Hence it is that such democracies have ever been spectacles of turbulence and contention, have ever been found incompatible with personal security of, or the right of property, and have in general been as short in their lives as they have been violent in their deaths. Do you really think Nancy Pelosi's interest in democracy only in the promotion of an agenda. That agenda being, we create chaos, people will allow us to bring in socialism. Hence, things like, oh, I don't know, the Affordable Care Act. Let's take, let's take health care. You know, she talked about, about the freedom to, to get health care by taking control, by getting the government to, to determine what health care is and is not available, what will and will not be covered. That's her idea of freedom is for the government to take control of it. And I want you to consider this while we're at it. How many stories have you heard recently out of England, out of the United Kingdom, where people were not allowed to seek treatment, but were forced to stay in a hospital and die? At least two babies, even though they had the opportunity to get free treatment in another country, the National Health Service kept them hostage in the hospital in England, wouldn't allow them to go seek treatment, wouldn't allow their parents to seek treatment, even though it wouldn't cost the, the, the national health system a dime. So no, you can't try something new because we said so. We will lock you in this hospital. We will keep you in, incarcerated in this hospital till you die. Is that her idea of democracy? She keeps promoting promoting this this you know socialized um, 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 uh, healthcare. She keeps talking about socialized medicine and about having government take control of every aspect of your life. Now she's a politician. I expect her to lie. That's kind of like that's that's that's, that's table stakes. 
But I've been warning you here for years that the Constitution is at stake. Whether or not the Constitution means what it says or what a bunch of bureaucrats in Washington want you to believe it means. Whether it mean, whether the language on the paper, the ink on parchment means exactly what it says or what a bunch of high priests in black robes can twist it to mean to support whatever agenda they want. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Constitution is at stake. And each and every right you have that is protected by that document is at stake. And while I don't believe that Donald Trump is, it will, would be the bastion of protecting the Constitution, he certainly wasn't during his first administration. What about the, the state of the Constitution now? When we don't bother with, we don't bother, we don't need no stinking laws. Oh, Biden will just uh, uh, sign an executive order. Or we'll get some bureaucrat to, to make a rule. Or we'll get the, the, a, a court that'll, that'll tell us we can do whatever the heck we want. That's the state of the Constitution today, folks. And based on the last three years, if we choose, not just the president, our representatives and a third of our senators, if we choose our state governments, our governor, our state house, our state senate, the way we've been doing the last several decades, then yeah, the Constitution is a goner. It won't matter who sits at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue because nobody pays attention to the Constitution. No one follows it. No one is punished when they violate it. We've, we've had the, the criminal accusations. We've, we've had the Department of Justice spying on a, a candidate and sitting president. We've had the, the people being targeted for their religion. We've had the, 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 not just the right to keep bare arms, but your right to speak and to publish under attack. Where you had the federal government colluding with social media to, to censor information in direct violation of the First Amendment. And mostly people are wringing their hands going, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, others are saying, yeah. Bad man, how dare you say something like that? You're a bad, bad man. You're a bad, bad woman. It, it's, you know, we need to shut you up. By the way, that happens on the right and on the left. Because as we watch the, uh, the Antifa crowd and the BLM crowd saying, don't you shut us down while we riot and, and, art and commit arson. We've had the same thing saying, how dare you express an anti-Semitic sentiment? Again. I'm not anti-Semitic. I think anti-Semitism is awful. But see, I believe in rights. I believe people have the right to express themselves, and we have every right to learn from what they say. Listen, I have to take a break. Before I go, though, you know, I, I hope you check out the website, constitutionstudy.com. I've been working on a few things. The Patriot program is slowly building. I have several Patriots enrolled, and we're working on Different Right now, we're focusing primarily on education, but I want to get into the communication really, really soon. You can find out more at constitutionstudy.com slash patriots. Now, the Patriots program is invitation only. To get the invitation, you have to take the boot camp. One of the things I'm considering in 2024 is to hold online boot camps via Zoom. It'll be the same, basically the same content you see now by pre-recorded video if you take the boot camp. But if you'd be interested in that, let me know. Leave me a comment. Uh, probably early in the year, I'll start putting out some more uh, formal requests, see if people will be willing to sign up 
to actually do an online boot camp. And again, you finish the boot camp, you pass the test, you'll get an invitation to join us in, at the Constitution Study Patriots. The other thing I try to do is, you know, this time of year, cold and flu season. Of course, what do they? What, what does the CDC want you to do? They want you to stick a jab in your arm. Uh, I've never gotten a flu shot. Why? Because I don't want the flu. I've never seen them work very well. But I do want to keep up on my immune system. So I use a product from Healthy Cell called Immune Super Boost, especially when I travel. See, it combines over a dozen immune supplements in a single, in an easy-to-use travel-ready gel pack. I throw my bag and I take one every day, especially when I'm on the road. And you know what? I don't get the crud anymore. I don't come home sick like I used to. Now, since you're an America Out Loud user, you can get 25% off your first order from Healthy Cell. You can find all the details at americaoutloud.shop. Please check it out. Check out Immune Subarus and all the great products from Healthy Cell. Again, you can find out more details at americaoutloud.shop. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. The Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with Oxy Powder. It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. There's a reason why Oxy Powder is our number one seller. It works. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high-stress, on-the-go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart-healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides, with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great-tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. If you join the Constitution study today, I'm warning you, the Constitution is at stake. 
Not as so many pundits are saying, because if President Trump wins, the Constitution is dead. The Constitution's already at stake. The Constitution is already in serious trouble. The next election just decides it's a fork in the road. Are we going to head more towards tyranny or more towards a constitutional republic? And by the way, that answer is not based on political party, but I want to get to that later in the program. Now, first, I want to show you exactly why, uh, some more examples of uh, how the Constitution is already at stake. Uh, let's start with, with several Supreme Court cases. Um, you have the case of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau versus Community Financial Services Associations and the SEC versus Jarkisi. Uh, uh, they both involve a, a, an executive agency, a government agency. Does it have the ability to act as a court? Right? Can it uh, adjudicate its own disputes um, internally? You see, Article 3, Section 1 of the Constitution says, The judicial power of the United States shall be vested in one Supreme Court and in such inferior courts as a Congress may from time to time ordain and establish. Now, this has always been what we knew it known as a federal court system. You have to have a Supreme Court. Congress gets to determine what other courts there are, inferior courts, it's courts inferior to the, to the Supreme Court. But here's the question. It, can you take a, a judicial power, right, the Article Three courts exercising a judicial power, and place that in the executive branch? So that's what these administrative courts are. They're, the, they're, they're not part of the judicial branch. They're part of the executive branch. And... From my understanding, they do not go. They do not therefore follow all the rules that you have in a court. Um, pretty much everybody in an administrative law court, except the defendant, works for the federal government, which to me seems like a a, a conflict of interest. Um, so these two cases uh, that the court's going to look at it would would are, are revolving around that question. Now, now, two others, uh, I believe it was Luper Bright Enterprises versus Department of Commerce and Raimondo and Relentless versus Department of Congress. I think they got combined. Um, they challenge whether or not a, a federal agency can require that um, fishery, commercial fisheries pay for federal observation who monitor them. In other words, can they, can the, the, can, can, the, can an agency said, you have to have federal monitors to make sure you're following our rules, and oh, by the way, you have to pay for them. So these two cases uh, will be interesting to see how the court looks at these, and it revolves around something known as the Chevron Doctrine. Now, the, this quote-unquote doctrine comes from a case, um, Chevron versus Natural Resources Defense Council, and it basically was the federal court saying, listen, when Congress, um, when, when, when in doubt, when Congress passes a law, if there's any doubt, um, the federal agency gets to decide. Right? So if Congress writes, and let's face it, Congress writes some pretty bad laws. Um, I mean, they, they badly write the law, meaning there's a lot of fuzziness. There's a lot of, of details left out. And uh, the, what the court said is, listen, if there is a, uh, a federal law and there's ambiguity and we don't know, we'll let the people at the federal uh, agency, they decide because they're obviously the experts. 
that, by the way, is a violation of the very concept of the rule of law. So this is these these four um, cases are, are are hoped by by many on, on, on the constitutional side to point out no if congress wrote a bad law it's not up to the executive branch to fix it and it's not up to the judicial branch to fix it it's up to the legislative branch to fix it meaning the uh the the executive and judicial branches need to go back to say congress you, you th- th- what did you mean here this makes no sense um we need to fill in details because a lot of the administrative power comes from um yes comes from uh, uh the legislature writing ambiguous laws or simply saying there shall be some good laws and we're going to let the executive agencies this executive agency or this department is going to write the rules and regulations that's basically delegating their legislative power their lawmaking power to the executive branch and we have what's called the anti-delegation po- uh, policy it's fundamental to the separation of powers that says one branch cannot delegate its authority, its power to another branch, which is exactly what's been done here. Do I think the courts are going to get it right? I don't know, right? Because like everything else, um, we're dealing with human beings. And while the court has been pretty good lately, um, it still is not perfect. And we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But what I want you to notice here, when I talk about the, the, the Constitution is under attack, the Constitution says Congress writes the law. If we're going to let the, the executive branch write the law, you know, like through rules and regulations and whatnot that have the force of law, then the Constitution's already ignored. And if it's ignored, what good is it? See, having a law doesn't mean anything unless you enforce that law. It's the enforcement of the law that gives it its power. So if we continue to allow these, these, these unconstitutional agencies to exist, to create laws without the, po- the legal power to make law, then the Constitution's already pretty much shot. Well, it's actually not that the Constitution's shot. It's a tool we refuse to use. And that's something I want to make sure we all understand. You know, people, I've heard, heard a lot of people tell me that the Constitution doesn't mean anything anymore. It's useless. It's out. The Constitution is there. It's a tool. The problem is most Americans don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to use it. And that's a problem. And in fact, I'd say most politicians don't know how to use it because they've probably, if they've read it, they've certainly never studied it, or they've interpreted it through the uh, um, the high priests in black robes and what they think it should say, which of course is is a problem. Let's take another look at, at this, where the Constitution is, is, is in trouble. Now, of course, there's been a lot of rancor about funding for the Ukrainian war. And, of course, there's a lot of politicians who's like, just, just throw money at them. Whatever you do, just throw money at them. They want money, throw it at them. They want weapons, throw it at them. They're people that are ready to spend. There are a lot of other people saying, wait a second, what are we spending our money on? I mean, is it really within the federal, the national defense of the United States to pay off the pension plans of the Ukrainian government? Is that money even being spent on what we're being told it's being spent on? Where's the accounting? And then, of course, recently we had the whole brouhaha over, well, you know what, before we spend billions of dollars in, in Ukraine and, and more in, in, uh, in Israel, 
Tell you what, how about we do Israel separate, but we're going to take the money in Ukraine. If you want to spend money to secure the uh, to secure Ukraine, you also have to spend money to secure our border. To me, that seems like a, a somewhat reasonable way to to pay, uh, uh, you know collect taxes for the common defense of the United States. If you're making the argument that helping Ukraine stand against Russia is part of the common defense of the United States. You also have to make the argument that protecting our own borders, securing our own borders is the common defense of the United States, something that this administration has been derelict in their duty to enforce the laws of the United States. Well, of course, this set off a whole lot of rancor about this, you know, what do you mean? You know, funny, the, the, you had, uh, uh, was it, was it uh, Schumer or just other other people in the Senate that said, "No, we will not. We won't sign a bill to fund Ukraine if it also funds the border." I know Biden said he wouldn't. He wouldn't sign it. So, um, kind of makes you wonder, where's the Constitution when his duty to to uh, faithfully execute the laws of the United States is? You will refuse money for a program that you want because it requires you to actually enforce the laws of the United States. But there's another twist to this that really, uh, hopefully, um, will wake you up. You see, uh, according to reporting, uh, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, while testifying before uh, Congress, uh, in a class, actually giving them a, a classified briefing, said that um, if they don't spend, you know, come up with more taxpayer money for Ukraine, he said, he, he said, he's a reporter saying, quote, we'll send your uncles, cousins, and sons to fight. Now, there is apparently a, a, a little um, context here. I mean, uh, Tucker Carlson was all, over, oh, the Biden administration is threatening Americans over Ukraine. Um, I think part of it was he was making a point that uh, it could involve a shooting war with American boots on the ground. It's a shooting war now but it could involve American boots on the ground. Um, did he, was it his intention to threaten the members of Congress to say, because we'll say, so we'll send your uncles, cousins, and sons to fight. Um, I'm not sure. But it certainly does show the rancor right now between the executive and the legislative, and I don't have a problem with that. The, the three branches of government are supposed to be at odds with each other. There's supposed to be a tension between them. That's the separation of powers. But the question is, okay, are, are American boots going to be put on the ground to defend another nation once again? Um, that certainly, I think, is something that uh, uh, George Washington, based on his farewell address, would, would not recommend. Um, by the way, if you're interested, yes, I'm working on articles. I'm, I'm actually working on two articles. Uh, where I'll be going through Washington's farewell address, where we, he talks about, among other things, um, foreign entanglements. But I want you to think about this for just a second. Do we have a situation where the administration is threatening Congress or threatening the families of, of Congress? I think that may be a bit of an of an overblown interpretation. Um, but I'm seeing plenty of people run with this, right? Tucker Carlson said it, and I'm seeing a lot of people run with this idea that um, the administration was actually trying to intimidate the legislative into do this or 
Um, again, we'll send your kids and your relatives off to fight because let's face it, most of these people are way too old to fight anyway. But again, when it comes to um, coercion and, and, and intimidation, uh, listen to this. Uh, uh, I guess it was a, a, a public service announcement from CDC, new CDC director Mandy Cohen. Get your updated COVID and flu vaccines and your RSV vaccine if you're over 60. It's not too late to get vaccinated if you haven't already. And use additional layers of protection, like avoiding people who are sick, washing your hands, improving ventilation, and wearing a mask. And if you do get sick, I know it's hard, but stay home so you don't spread germs to others. And get tested so you know what you have and you can get treatment. Okay, so, so these are just simply recommendations. Uh, I love the way the, way the post millennial put it. They put they tweet they asked, um, we are approaching four years of two weeks to slow the spread. Uh, but here's what I want you to consider. It was the CDC's recommendations that uh, helped lead Joe Biden to mandate that all government employees become medical guinea pigs, that the military become medical guinea pigs, that uh, every Every business with more than 100 employees make their employees become medical guinea pigs or wear masks without any, again, without any scientific evidence that it proves that, that, that the, a mask helps, that these vaccines work. I mean, people have been telling me for years to get the flu vaccine. I keep telling them, no, I don't want the flu. It's the same thing with RSV and it's the same thing with COVID. Um, but I want this to be a reminder of the government simply saying, we mandate if you don't do this, you don't get our goodies. Or if you don't do this, we'll simply fine you and, and put you out of business. See, that's the Constitution being destroyed. You have a right to not be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. It's protected by the Fifth Amendment. It's also protected by the 14th Amendment, at least when it comes to states doing it. But we ignored that. We ignored that for years. Where's the Constitution? I've told the story of, of uh, my, my, my talk to a, um, a U.S. attorney's office that wanted me to come testify in a case. And my, my told them, I will not get the shot. I will not, I will not get the jab. I will not take the test. Because I have the right to say so. I have the right to be at liberty to decide for myself what goes in my body, what tests you perform on my body. But we've become so cowed to whatever the federal government says must be done that we, we buckled. And whether you believed what you were told or not, whether you agreed with what they were saying or not, many people, I know many people who took it under duress. They were under duress because people stopped following the Constitution. And as I said, the, the, the question we have in 2024, it's a fork in the road, and we have a choice. We can continue down this road of centralized government control and tyranny, or we can head down the road towards the Constitution, uh, a free republic, the land of the free, the home of the brave, the protection of our rights, the protection of our freedoms, the choice is ours. And it's not, ladies and gentlemen, based on your choice for president. 
Again, I want to talk a bit more about that in, in my last segment. But before I do that, I have to take a break. Now, I have a whole list of websites that I get information from every day. One of them is AmericaOutloud.news. So I join me, please, in checking out every day, going to AmericaOutloud.news to find the latest news and information. What's going on in the world? But I'm going to ask you to do more. I know I'm asking you to do stuff, but it's not really hard. What I want you to do is to find the stories, the articles, the videos, the podcasts, something that you find important and share it. Send it to a friend or a family member or, or post it on social media. I don't care how large your following is. The important thing is not how many people see it. The important thing is that you do something with it. See, by sharing this information, by, by exercising the liberty we have to speak freely, to publish freely, and to share this information, we do more than simply exercise our rights. We are exercising the blessings of liberty, and by doing so, we are helping to keep them secure and safe and alive for the future generations. Change in the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution. And now we have a throat spray too. crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Lean, pure, with premium ingredients, Global Healing's Pure Plant Protein offers 20 grams of protein per scoop, and it's a perfect way to maintain and build lean muscle while indulging yourself. It combines enzymes and probiotics to maximize nutrient absorption, improving digestion, and your gut health. Available in vanilla and chocolate flavors, elevate your protein consumption while supporting your overall wellness with Pure Plant Protein. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution study. Today, I'm telling you the Constitution is at stake. 
We don't need to wait to 2024. It's a state right here, right now. And it's not a question of whether or not Orange Man ends up back at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. You see, contrary to popular belief, the United States and all of our states are not democracies. They're republics. The difference may be subtle. It may have been diluted over time, but it is true and it's very important. See, in a republic, we don't legislate directly. We hire representatives. We do that via elections. So in order for us to re for the Constitution to still remain in force, because again, the Constitution establishes a republic for the United States. Remember, Article 1 uh, creates Congress. It, it, Section 2 creates the uh, House of Representatives, which are elected by the people every two years. That's how you set up a republic. We hire representatives to legislate for us. Thanks to the 17th Amendment, the people now elect senators, uh, two to every state, that, that they're supposed to represent the state in these, these, not just the legislative actions, but also things like appointments and treaties. We are electing people to represent us. Well, what happens when the elections stop functioning? Remember 2016? We spent four years being told that, that Donald Trump did not win the 2016 election, that it was all fraud and it was stolen by the, by the Russians. Of course, all the evidence proved that that was not true, but we still hear about it. Of course, then again, we had the 2020 elections and even the 2022 general elections, there were irregularities found. And in fact, at least four elections have been overturned but uh, from those two uh, uh, from those two election periods, in other words, now granted there were thousands of elections if you count state and local elections and the different uh, districts for the house, um, there are thousands of them. But there were four that have been overturned by courts. A Louisiana judge voided the results of a local sheriff's election because there were illegal votes found that far exceeded the margin of victory. So now there's going to be another vote there. Um, similarly, in the uh, was it Bridgeport, Connecticut, the uh, mayoral race was overturned when a, a judge found problems in, in, in the, um, I believe that was in the primary election uh, that, that, that led to issues. There are also um, there was also a, a Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals case in Texas that affirmed a lower court ruling uh, opinion, sorry, lower court decision that uh, changed the outcome of the 2022 uh, District Two race for Laredo County Council or Laredo City Council. And number four, a a a, a uh, County Circuit Court judge in Wisconsin set aside the results of a town board election in April because of votes that were illegally cast. And they say, well, Paul, those are four and, and they're they seem to be local elections. What's the big deal? The big deal are these are the ones that got overturned. If you haven't seen the movie 2000 Mules, I've watched the movie. I have no affiliation with the movie. They haven't done any advertising here, but I've, I've watched the movie and it was stunning. Stunning. The evidence collected of, uh, of fraud, of ballot box stuffing during the 2020 election. 
we had the issues with the uh, um, where was it? With they didn't have enough uh, ink and, and or toner and paper to print off ballots in some places. Uh, in Georgia, you had uh, counting being done in secret. You had uh, uh, you know, there were all sorts of of issues, and because of that, you know what? There are more and more people that don't trust the elections. Here's another example in Washington D.C. Do you realize the number of people registered to vote is 131% of the number of people eligible to vote? That's right. 30% more people are registered than are eligible, meaning their voter rolls are garbage, or at least they're not really very good. And uh, this should concern you. A couple of reasons it concern you. First of all, if there are more people registered to vote than are eligible to vote, you have more opportunity for fraud, right? Because, oh, you know, well, uh, let, let's say uh, some of them died, some of them moved. Well, if somebody can impersonate one of those people, they can vote in the election illegally. And with all this push towards uh, mail-in ballots, and of course we have this whole COVID scare coming back, what, what I hear one person call it, it was the... Uh, um, it was the election variant. Elections coming around. Now we're going to have COVID, RSV, white lung. Are they going to scare people into mass mail balloting again? In which where cases where um, boards of elections simply mail out ballots to, well, everybody on their voter rolls. If you do that in Washington, D.C., that means you're sending out 30% more ballots than people who are eligible to vote. What happens to those ballots? Do you really believe that nothing bad's going to happen to them? That nobody's going to pick them up and use them nefariously? That whole idea, that's the destruction of the republic. That is the trashing of the Constitution. And now we have a Rasmussen poll that says that one in five people admits there was fraud in the 2020 election. That's right. We are three years past it. Now they're saying, well, you know what? There was fraud back there. And if one in five believed there was fraud, does that mean that one in five don't trust in the elections? What happens to the Constitution when the people we elect are not the people that we the people elect, but the ones that are manipulated into the elections due to fraud and other um, manipulations? What happens when the people stop trusting elections because, well, because of the evidence of fraud? Where's our constitution? Where's our constitutional republic then? The answer is, well, it's sitting in the ash heap because we would have let the sacred fires of liberty die. And that's not the only place we're letting the sacred fires of liberty die. See, the, as I said, the constitution is a tool. It is ink on parchment. Unless we use it to control our governments, it means nothing. So that's part of the problem is we keep expecting someone else to protect our rights for us. The Constitution is there so that we can protect our rights. For example, we have a letter from the ranking member of the House Oversight Committee that, that uh, um that called on both Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk to, quote, combat the spread of misinformation. Now, what is it? The the, the misinformation they're talking to this time is uh, um, 
information about medical or chemical abortions. Specifically, I guess it's it's information related to the the ability to reverse these these medical these medication abortions. But that's not my point. It's not the abortion. See, the First Amendment says Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech or the press. Here we have members of Congress sending letters to private individuals, CEOs of privately owned companies, um, calling on them to do the government's bidding. See, when they call combating the spread of misinformation, what they're talking about is, co- is combating the spread of information that the government does not approve, that actually not even the government does not approve, that their political party does not approve of. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a blatant violation of the First Amendment. This is a blatant attempt to intimidate businesses to be mouthpieces of the government propaganda. Where? Where are the where are the ethics charges? Where are the calls for impeachment? Where are where's the investigation into infringing, attempting to infringe on someone's ability to speak or to publish? Now, these legislators claim, well, you know, uh, uh, according to the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, this reversal process is unproven and unethical. Well, who gave them the authority to determine what is and isn't true? See, if you have, a st- if you have evidence that contradicts what the uh, uh, American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, don't people have the right to know this information? But I keep coming back to that fundamental question. It's not whether or not the information is right. The question is, where does an elected representative in the House of Representatives get the gall to tell other people what they, what they should and should not allow on their platform? So I want to know. I want to know where, where, where is everybody? Is everybody just sitting back going, well, you know, Musk, he's got more money than God. Uh, Zuckerberg's pretty rich. They can deal with it themselves. What about we the people? See, it, 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 are you in um, Representative Raskin's district in Maryland? Do you want him dictating to the world what is and is not misinformation, what should and should not be available on these platforms? Do you want to live in that sort of, of dystopian future where government decides what is and isn't true, where we actually have a, a ministry of truth? I mean, Biden tried it once. And that didn't go so well, but guess what? Now we've got members of, of the House doing exactly the same thing. And here's the kicker, right? This, this is a copy of the letter, and uh, the last paragraph says, The Committee on Oversight and Accountability is a principal oversight committee of the House of Representatives and has broad authority to investigate any matter at any time under House Rule 10. Bullcrap. Absolute bull. Crap. There is nothing in the Constitution that delegates the, the, the power to investigate any matter at any time. I don't care what the House rule says. The House rules are not the supreme law of the land. The Constitution is. You see how the Constitution's already at stake? They simply claim, hey, we passed a rule that says we can do whatever we want. And you're worried about whether or not Orange Man is going to be in the White House. Why worry about Orange Man? You got all these people. What do we got? Uh, this was signed by 
Mr. Raskin, uh, Jamie Raskin, Eleanor Holmes Norton, Stephen Lynch, Gerald Connolly, uh, Roe Cannon, Katie Porter, uh, Melanie Stansbury, Robert Garcia, Summer Lee, Greg Caesar, Jamie, uh, Jasmine Crockett, Dan Goldman, and Rashida Tlaib. Do they represent any of those people represent? Where do they get the gall to say we can investigate whatever the heck we want, and if we don't like it, what are you going to do about it? Guess what? The only investigatory power Congress has is for the purposes of making laws. That's it. They don't have an, they don't have executive power. They don't have investigatory power. They have legislative power. The power to write laws. This is a violation of the Constitution. It's a naked power grab. And guess what? What are you doing about it? You've got the Constitution. Are, are you going to contact your member of, of, of the House of Representatives saying, what the heck are you doing here? What are you allowing these people to do here? See, even if you're not represented by one of these people, you have a member of the House of Representatives going, where is the Ethics Committee charge? Saying, wait a second, why are you using your time to determine what is and isn't true? Why are you taking this uh, this ability to say we get to regulate everything, including, by the way, how a company applies its terms of service? See, the Constitution gives the House the power to investigate and punish its own members. Why aren't we using it? Why aren't you demanding your representative use it? Probably because you didn't know it was there. Or you're just waiting for someone else to do it for you. Okay, so what can we do? As I said, 2024 is a fork in the road. We have to decide, do we want to head down the road of further tyranny of members of the House simply saying, we can investigate whatever we want, of federal agencies saying, we can make up the rules and enforce them however we want, and we get to be judge, jury, and executioner. Because we make the rules, we, we have the courts that where the, the rules are decided, and then we get to decide the punishment. These anti-constitutional processes are alive and well in America today. What are you going to do? Well, let's look at that fork in the road. I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to do something you've probably heard, but I want you to listen carefully to what I'm saying. I want you to vote in 2024, but I want you to vote wisely. Don't vote based on donkeys and elephants. Don't vote based on well, who has the better haircut or, or who's the right race or the right gender or has the right color of their skin or has the best sob story. I want you to vote on something very, very, very simple. Who has been faithful to their oath to support the Constitution of the United States? The vast majority of people who are running, and again, I'm not simply talking about president. I'm talking about Congress. I'm talking about governor. I'm talking about dog catcher. Who has fulfilled their oath? The vast majority of those people have taken an oath. They've, hold, they've held a job before where they took an oath to support the Constitution. Have they faithfully executed the oath? If not, why are you voting for them? Why are you voting for them? If they made a solemn promise to the American people to support the Constitution and they broke that promise, why do you trust them with anything? Why? So I want you to vote. 
But I, I said, I want you to vote wisely, which means based on their, f- their fidelity to their oath to the Constitution. I want you to focus locally. Let's spend less time worrying about who sits at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. He is not the most powerful man in the world. Not legally. Focus locally. Make sure you're hiring a sheriff that will make sure your rights are protected no matter what the idiots in Washington, D.C. do. No matter what laws your state decides to pass, if your sheriff will protect your rights, you'll be in a much better place. Vote for members of of the, the county board of elections that will make sure your elections are free, fair, and transparent. If we want to have good elections, they all start at the county level. Maybe focus on a school board. You know, is, are, are, are our children being taught what the Constitution says? Or are they being lied to? See, this is what I mean by voting wisely. Use your power where it has the most effect, locally. Use it wisely, not based on, on partisan politics or who had the best commercials but on who is going to keep their who has kept their promise so you can trust them to keep their promise in the future that ladies and gentlemen is how we decide whether or not the constitution matters or not starting in, uh, from 2024 on and that's a duty we all have now i hope you'll come back and join me here every weekday at 4 p.m. eastern time for the constitution study on america out loud talk radio heard on the iheart radio network all my episodes go to, to podcasts generally a day or two after they're heard on talk radio. So you can listen to your favorite podcast app. But please, subscribe to the show. Uh, leave ratings and reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. Helps other people find the Constitution Study as well. You can find all the links you need at the homepage at americaoutloud.news. But please, share this information and help us all as we share the blessings of liberty. <laughs>